Just so, so I love baptism Sunday uh, each and every time we do it. Uh, but it's so moving to hear the children share uh, with boldness and with clarity and with fire in them. And I love their children's ministry always says there's no junior Holy Spirit, uh, that the same Holy Spirit that God gives to an adult, he gives to a kid when they come to know him. And it's just so powerful to hear them share. Well, this December, we are taking time, as I, as I shared earlier, to look back over what God has been doing in our church family and to look ahead to the year ahead with vision of what we believe the Lord is doing and, and leading us. Next Sunday, we'll be hearing testimonies from various members of our congregation about ways that the Lord has been at work in our midst. But today, I wanted to share with you a little bit about how God's been at work in my uh, nuclear family, uh, in the Daniel family, and some things that God's been doing that we sense he's leading our church into. I might get a little emotional uh, when I share this. I've gotten emotional each time I have shared it because it's very near and dear to our hearts. Um, My family and I, we moved to be a part of this church in 2010. We were living in Morocco in North Africa at the time, sharing Jesus with people that are there. I've never watched a full soccer game at an adult level before yesterday, but Morocco is in the final four of the World Cup. Reed, you're a soccer player. I know you can appreciate this. John Pa, you gave me a congratulatory text. Um, But we moved here because we were asked by the leadership of this church to come and to serve and to help start a discipleship school. We eventually, my wife and I, Christina, started overseeing uh, the life groups. And we've served here for the last 12, I guess going on 13 years. At the end of 2012, as our church was looking at what God had for us in the future, we were talking about planting the church. We were talking about planting some churches in Michigan. And as a part of stepping into what we believe God was leading us to, I was asked by the leadership of the church to step in from an associate pastor role to becoming the lead pastor of Antioch Dallas and have served in that role for the last 10 years. When we stepped into that role, that was not something that was on our plan or roadmap. We were trying to be open-handed uh, with the Lord and follow where he leaded, uh, he, where he led. They asked uh, that I would make a five-year commitment to the role at that point. Um, and so we stepped in. That was, that was end of 2012, starting into 2013, and have served in that role ever since. Um, At the start of 2020, when we were having world mandate here uh, at the church, um, even though that's only two years ago, didn't that seem like a lifetime ago? Like, I remember we were worshiping here in this sanctuary. We had just installed our first overseer team, our first group of elders uh, to serve with. Was so excited about that. We had people that we were sending out to the nations uh, as a part of the world, man- world mandate. We had another church that we were getting ready to launch here in our city. Uh, and there were things stirring in our congregation related to Antioch's ministry, Unbound, the anti-trafficking ministry. Just such a rich and powerful weekend. During that time, uh, Christine and I just began to uh, ask the question afresh, not that it was new, but it was like afresh of like, okay, Lord, uh, you've done all these wonderful things in our midst over the last number of years. And are you calling our, our family to continue 
to serve here or is there something new at hand that you have for us? And we have always wanted to try and be open-handed with the Lord and really follow where he was leading. Well, uh, a month or two later, COVID hit and everything shut down. And so we put those questions on the back burner, uh, a verse that was really significant for us during that time. And it's been significant for us in our leadership journey was John 10, where Jesus talks about the characteristics of what it looks like to be a good shepherd. And it says that one of the characteristics is when trouble comes, the good shepherd doesn't run, but they lay down their life for their sheep. And so while we were uh, thinking maybe, okay, Lord, should we start praying into what does the future hold? Because of COVID, we said, no, we know that we should stay present, stay faithful and seek to love and to serve here by the grace of God uh, and to, to continue to invest here. In the summer of 2021, um, the Lord made it clear to Christina and myself that he did have a transition coming up for us, a new chapter in the life of our family. We weren't quite sure what all that meant, and we spent a significant amount of time praying into that, waiting on the Lord, talking with mentors, our board, overseers, just what, what is God speaking to us? What is he calling us into? Is that a continuation here or something new for us and for the church? In the summer of 2022, uh, it became clear in our hearts that the Lord was saying, hey, the time is now. There's a new chapter that I have for you and your family, and there's a new chapter that I have for the church in the days ahead. And that my season of being the lead pastor here at Antioch Dallas was coming to a close. As we processed that and prayed through that, we came to a place of peace and confidence that this is what God was leading us into, both for our family and for the church. And we uh, shared where we were and what we were sensing with our board and with the overseers. And they have just been such a support and a gift to all of us. If you don't uh, recognize our, our, our overseer team, our elder team, they stepped in a few months before COVID hit. Um, and that they have served through COVID. I don't know if they knew what was coming, that they would have signed up for the role, uh, but they did. And they have been such a gift to us as a family and a gift to our church. And I just want to honor them here for just a moment. So that's Matt. Matt, just wave to everybody. You're going to come up in just a minute. That's Jayan. Jayan, I saw you, but I don't see you at the moment. Jayan, there you are. Jayan, Amy Banta, right back there. And Alex Sudan, Alex right here. They have served and loved and laid down uh, their life for this church over the last number of years. And just so grateful to call them friends and grateful to lead alongside them here in the church. And as we've worked through, well, what does it look like for uh, us to transition out of leadership and what is God leading our church into? Uh, that has been a really uh, meaningful process for me and for us to be able to work through that together. Matt is gonna come up and share a little bit about that with you. I don't wanna leave this part out. One of the things that we sensed God leading us into was for our family was a chapter of closing here at Antioch Dallas, but that the Lord was calling us to continue to invest in the church. And I'm gonna be taking a role with the Antioch movement, serving in a leadership role, helping to invest and strengthen churches. That role is gonna require us in the summer of 2023, at the end of this school year, 
to move to Waco. Uh, so that'll be a big shift, not just a role, but a location change for our family, a continuation in many ways of, of what we believe God's called us to, but we'll be, uh, the, the harder part uh, of stepping out of the role is not gonna be stepping out of the role, trust the Lord with that, but just so many relationships that God has blessed us with here in the church and so many people that have meant so much to me, my wife, and our kids um, in ways that I can't even articulate, but we'll begin to get emotional about. And because of the geographic move, I realize that those relationships are going to change. One of the things that stands out to me in the New Testament, though, is when you read the back of the epistles, the end, how many times Paul is sending greetings to different people, these kingdom partners. And I love, I love wondering about what was the connection between this person and that person. But you really see that church is built on relationships and it's built on kingdom partnerships. And whether we live here or whether we live in Waco or we live halfway around the world, our hope is to maintain, uh, we really value the kingdom partnerships that God has given us here. So though we may not dwell in 75080, uh, we would love to keep those kingdom partnerships with y'all and stay connected in that way. Um, Matt is gonna share a little bit about well, what does transition look like for the church? And in the coming days, we'll share more about what does transition look like for our family. So Matt, take it away, my friend. Love you very much. Love you too. Here you go. Thank you, Zach. Um, well, just a round of applause for Zach and Tina, honestly. Um, we, we are gonna have a time and a, a moment really to thank them for the service for more than a decade that they've had here. Um, I'm just gonna take 30 seconds now. Um, these two are very dear to me. Um, <laughs> I'll cry a little bit too. Um, but Zach, you especially, you've mentored me for a decade now and you've poured so much into me and my family's lives and you've been with us in the hard times and the good times and it's gonna be really hard to see you go. And I love you. Um, so where do we go from here? Um, First off, I want to make one thing clear, that uh, the leader of the church is not changing, right? And the head of the church is not changing. That's Jesus. And he led us before. He's leading us now, and he's going to lead us in this next season. But just like chapters of a book end, this chapter of the church is coming to an end, right? And we're going to start a new chapter. And we have spent as an overseer team, as Zach and Tina have poured in with us, as the, the board has poured in time and prayer, we spent a lot of time on this transition, a lot of time praying and thinking about, God, what do you have for us? And I want to walk you through those steps to the process and the steps that we're going forward from here into. Um, but also, we're going to have a couple other people share throughout the time. So I'll have them come up as we go. But um, first off, I wanted to share a little bit about Zach and Tina. Um, for those of you that don't know, in the bylaws, um, it's actually one of the, the rules, which is convenient for us overseers, is that the, the lead pastor who's stepping down can nominate a successor. So that's what happened in this case. Um, we reached out to Zach and, and throughout this time when he was letting us know about the transition coming, and we asked, hey, Zach, is there anyone that the Lord has put on your heart to lead this body after you, you pass on to the next stage of, of your journey. And he let us know about someone. And I'm not gonna tell you who that person is right now, but I'm gonna tell you who that person is in about three minutes. So it's coming, just wait and bear with me for a second. Um, but Zach uh, humbly submitted that to us. And then from that point forward, he has been out of the process. He's abstained and he's allowed us as an external overseer team 
to really seek the Lord's will and seek wise counsel on, is this person the right fit? Um, it's the overseer's team, the external overseer's team's responsibility to select this pastor, um, but it's something that we want to do in unity with this body, in unity with our oversight, the board, in unity with the other leaders here at this church. And so the first thing we did was we called someone who we're blessed to have on our board, who's Drew Stedman. He's been on our board for nine years. Uh, he serves as the director of U.S. church plants for the Antioch movement at large. And this is not his first lead pastor change to oversee, right? Um, us as an overseer team, we have not gone through this process before, right? Uh, Zach and I met when I came to the Turkey Bowl and I found out he was the lead pastor here. And I've only known this church as Zach being the lead pastor. Um, and that's many of us, if not all of us here in this room, except for maybe four or five people, right? Um, but Drew Stenman has walked through this before. So we asked Drew for his wisdom and to speak into the process and this individual specifically because he knows them. And Drew was uh, nothing but encouraging. And one word that I thought was really important that he shared with us was for our church body, he has seen, and I mean Antioch, right? He has seen success for lead pastor changes happen most often when it is a successor who's been nominated by the lead pastor who's stepping away. And, and that might surprise you, right? I know a lot of us, we come from a business background where you're looking for an outside hire to breathe in fresh energy or bring in expertise. But... Antioch's not really built that way, right? Um, you guys, if you've been here a while, know we're built on relationship. And it's relationship with Jesus first, but then it's those in this body second. And that's what Drew said to us. He said, the person that needs to come in its role needs to be able to step into that with relational capacity, with relationships that have been developed. Um, and so he gave us the green light. And that's something I wanna share too. Along this way, or along this process, we as an overseer team have been considering at every stage, is this a green light? Is this a yellow? Is this a red? Do we need to pull back? Do we need to consider another option? And thus far, everything has been a green light. That's where we're coming to you today, okay? So then we as an overseer team, um, we met and we considered what Drew had shared with us. We met with the individuals, uh, individual and spouse in that situation, really asked them, would you consider being considered? right? Um, being the lead pastor of a church is not exactly a, a glamorous job, right? It's really hard. It's really hard. And you don't get a lot of reward here on earth. Um, your crown is in heaven, right? And so we were thankful that, that they chose and, and were willing to step into this process of consideration with us at that time. So the next stage was actually for us to move into a staff interview, so we had the staff interview this candidate. Um, we briefed them on a couple of questions that we wanted them to ask, but then we also wanted them to ask the questions that they had on their heart. Um, and Donnie organized that process for us. Um, and I'm gonna ask all of those who are gonna come up here and talk with us, if you guys could go and gather over there. Um, so that's Donnie, that's Amy Banta, Zach and Tina. They're all gonna share a little bit as we go about each of their specific processes. Um, and so I'm gonna let Donnie go into detail about the staff interview when he comes up. but. It was a green light afterwards, right? And we've had conversations with the individual staff members and they are all in favor of us moving forward with this. And then after that, the overseers had an interview with the candidate um, and the spouse and we asked all the questions that we needed to ask, um, questions that the board had recommended we ask and things that we just seen that we needed to know coming into this role for this church about what would be best to lead us forward to the next season. 
Um, and one thing I wanted to share too, just going back to Zach and his season, um, those of y'all who know Zach well, uh, he is, he's very entrepreneurial. He's very visionary. He has great ideas. And this church a decade ago did not look like this, right? Uh, it was maybe half the size. The building was maybe a quarter of the size. And you'd have water leaking down from the roof when it rained. And it was, it just needed some some fresh vision, and not vision from a spiritual standpoint, but, but really in how are we going to lead this church into the next stage. And Zach, when I think of him and I think of Jesus and I think of the character that they share, there's a lot of words, but one thing that comes to mind is, is Zach is one that goes before. He's the one that goes before. And that's what Zach has done over this last decade is he's gone before and made a way for us to grow into everything that you see here, these relationships that you have, the life groups where you're experiencing Jesus's love through each other. Zach has led us into that. We are, we are in a place now, though, where we have a stronger foundation than ever before as a church body, and we don't need that same entrepreneurial spirit anymore, right? And so as we went through this process, we as an overseer team felt like, okay, the season's changing, where we are as a church is changing, the need that we have for leadership is changing, coinciding with Zach, and what we saw was an individual, and I'm going to share the name now, okay? So drum roll. Electronic drum kit. No, uh, it is Joe Polino, right? So we, we are honored um, that Joe and Amy, who have been here for over a decade themselves, um, were willing to step into this consideration process. And green light so far all the way, right? Um, but, but one thing that also last time to honor you, Zach, until next time, um, one of the key roles of a leader is to have a succession plan, right? And it's one of the hardest things to do because it makes yourself replaceable. But I wanna honor Zach, and he has really trained up this team of leaders. And Joe is one example, but the staff here, all of them, have been invested in, have been poured into, and are all, through us wanting to consider Joe, we're asking all of them to take a step up in their leadership. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to say is as Joe being the person that we are considering right now, the thing that gives us the most peace as a, an overseer team is that we're not bringing in someone outside who's going to bring in their own outside people. We love our staff. We have the right people here in the right seats, and we trust them. And we trust Joe's leadership of them in this next season, and we believe that this is going to allow them to step up into greater leadership, growth, and to flourish in this next season. So I'm going to go ahead and ask uh, Donnie if you, oh, I'm sorry, Zach and Tina, yes, if you guys could come up and share about why you nominated Joe and Amy. You guys want to go and step up? And I'm just going to share um, as they're getting prepared, or yeah, I'll help with that. Good. You guys go ahead. I'll help Zach. Okay. I'm going to move this back. All right. Well, when, when, um, when it came time for us to really consider, okay, Lord, who, who would be a good leader? Who would be a good people to lead the church going forward in this lead pastor role? As we were looking through scripture and really reflecting on that, there are things that stood out to us um, that we want to share a little bit with you. And also these are things that we 
have seen in Joe and in Amy. And the first thing that scripture holds out for leaders in general, but particularly leaders in the church, is about character. That God wants people with godly character. One of the verses that our staff has memorized and meditated uh, on this year is the passage in Galatians about the fruits of the Spirit. That the character, uh, godly character is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. And as we were considering, Lord, who would you uh, have for us to recommend? We were looking through the lens of character and getting to serve with Joe for the last uh, decade side by side. I have seen Joe walk in the fruits of the spirit in good times when things are going great and in very hard, challenging times, uh, see what consistently comes out is the fruits of the Spirit. And for those of you that know Joe and have been around him, I know that we could echo that, that those fruits of the Spirit are evident uh, to all. Those fruits of the Spirit, we get the vantage point of seeing into their home. Those fruits of the Spirit are evident in Joe and Amy's marriage. They're evident in their family. And they're evident in the way that they walk in this church. It doesn't mean that they're perfect, or that they have everything together all the time, but consistently over the last decade, what I've seen are the fruits of the Spirit and even growth in those fruits over time. The second thing that Scripture uh, speaks of is that God anoints people by the Holy Spirit with spiritual gifts. And we believe that God has given to every believer uh, spiritual gifts to serve Him, to glorify Him, and to help build the church. And one of the gifts that we uh, saw that this role needed and that we've seen in Joe and Amy's life are giftings in the area of leadership. When Joe came on board with the church, it was in a part-time role to serve overseeing the finances. Uh, Joe has a finance degree and we needed some help with keeping track of our finances in those days. He's done a wonderful job there, but where his heart was was in seeing the life groups, the relationships, and the discipleship in the church uh, grow and flourish in a new season. And so Joe really and Amy together have really invested and led our life groups ministry. And it's the part of the church that I think is the healthiest, the most life-giving, the place where I get the most feedback from y'all, the congregation of my relationships and life group are so meaningful, and that has come out of being under Joe and Amy's leadership. So character, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, gifting in the area of leadership. And one other gift that I think is so significant, because we're a church that believes that God doesn't just anoint a few to be on stage and kind of do the work of the kingdom, but that God empowers his church his body and the church is the healthiest when the body is building itself up in love. We knew that the next leader of the church really needed to be good at empowering people and building teams. And Joe and Amy have been a gift to our life group leadership team and they've been a gift to our staff, the team of our staff to bring empowerment, to help cultivate health and life that everyone together would uh, be able to use their gifts to glorify God to build up the church and to see uh, the lost saved. And so character, godly character, spiritual gifts in the area of leadership and team building are some of the reasons why uh, when the overseers asked us that we recommended Joe and Amy, Christine's gonna share a couple others. 
I've been told I have a timetable, but I could talk a long time on this part. Um, a couple of things I just want to add to what Zach has shared is that um, Joe and Amy, um, I'm going to use this little phrase, are gracious, humble unifiers. And um, we have seen, whether it's in their home life as a family, in their marriage, or with their kids, and then beyond their home, in their neighborhood, with their neighbors, beyond that, with our community here in the church and just locally in Dallas. They are the kind of people who, when they walk into a room, they don't come into the room um, looking at what's wrong with a situation or what may be lacking in a person, but they walk into a room or into a relationship seeing gold in people. And in that way, they really demonstrate the heart of God. And as we've been through this long process as a family of coming to the point of reaching this decision, one of the hardest things that um, we have had to pray and process over and over and over has been this ache in our heart of the sorrow of um, the, like Zach mentioned earlier, the sorrow of leaving relationships here that are so, so dear to our hearts. And um, but what has brought us so much comfort and such a joy in our hearts has been this thought that if we are going to be able to turn the church over to new leadership, just what a joy it would be if it ends up that it was to be Joe and Amy, because there's um, very few people that we trust at such a deep, deep level in the way that they bring unity into situations and they come into uh, relationships with eyes of faith and not eyes of criticism or what's wrong or what's lacking. Um, but they really add to, they add faith into each relationship that they step into. And then secondly, I want to just highlight that Zach and I have seen and personally just been challenged and inspired by Joe and Amy for years now in the area of just the way that they have consistently walked in um, a heart attitude of gratitude. And I think that that also kind of dovetails with what I just shared that as they come into different situations or relationships, they, they walk into it saying, here's what I have to be thankful for instead of identifying what's lacking. And they've really chosen that. We've seen that as a discipline in their lives. And they've, they've invested in this area of their spiritual walk with the Lord. And they've done a lot of things through the years um, to press into how can we choose gratitude and thankfulness, um, both with the Lord and with the community and the people that are in their lives. And because of that, it brings a richness to the community that they're a part of that is really precious and something that our culture doesn't um, necessarily naturally walk out all the time. So we're very grateful for that in them and know that that will only enrich this community even more as they lead from that place. Well, thank you guys very much for sharing that. And uh, we're going to go and turn it over to Donnie now to share about the staff and the staff interview. Awesome. How y'all doing? Good? A lot of things to process, news. Um, what I've likened this to as I've thought through it and, uh, you know, just even prayed through it and, and even heard the news myself initially was uh, when we sent Addie off to kindergarten, there's like a whole lot of hope in my heart 
for all the things in the future and all the things that I'm excited for to her, uh, uh, for her in her life. And as I look back on the years we've had with her up until now, it's like nothing but precious in my heart. Like it's nothing but, man, like those are such incredible years and they've formed a foundation for where we're at today to be able to celebrate sending her off. So it kind of feels like that to me. It's almost that, I don't like the phrase bittersweet, uh, so I'm about to talk about Joe here for a bit, but just want to acknowledge you guys and how faithful y'all have been. And so just thank you. Know that we look back on that time with uh, so much joy and thankfulness for you too and how you've laid down your lives. Uh, so, but about Joe and Amy, uh, it was a joy to get to interview Joe. Joe and Amy, we didn't interview you, Amy. Uh, but we, it, I'm gonna just talk as you as the Polino because it's kind of hard to separate you guys. So Joe and Amy, uh, we, we got to interview Joe, and in that process of uh, the staff getting to interview him, honestly, was just uh, really blessed by it. And the, the thing that I told Joe the day after I had even heard this news was that I feel a lot of peace and excitement. And that's kind of how I want to frame even what I'm going to share. So peace for a number of reasons. Zach actually shared this, but peace because of the high character, high virtue that I see, that we see as a staff in Joe and Amy. Um, I know it's hard to sit there and just be blessed like this and have people talk about you, but I, I want to look at y'all as I say this, like uh, you have some of the highest character, highest virtue uh, that, I, that I know of and that I've seen. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, so us as a staff, when we got to interview them, it wasn't just in the interview that we saw that shine. Like we've seen that shine out of them over years and years. So uh, Zach shared about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, when you think about that, what is it? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like those, it, that's a very feel-good list, right, as you read it. But then when you really think, like, this is what the Holy Spirit's calling us to. Like, this is the result or the fruit of following God. That's a high calling, right? You begin to see that list and feel like, wow, like, this is a high calling, and that's what I see in Joe and Amy. That's what I see in their lives. I see that high calling of the, of the fruit of the Spirit and not just momentary, but I see it over years and years. I see it in their marriage. I see it in their parenting, uh, just like partners in life and in the gospel. I'm so thankful for them. So I feel a whole lot of peace about who they are, their character, just how God's formed and shaped them into who they are today. And I'm so thankful for that. And we all as a staff feel that. Um, and then as far as excitement goes, just looking forward to the future. I feel like when I look at Joe, the ministry experience that we've had, that we've had as a staff with him, uh, we've had our mountaintop experiences and we've had our valleys. <laughs> we've had those hard conversations and we've had great conversations with, with people in the church and, and otherwise. And so what I've seen come out of Joe in those times is a faithfulness that um, I cannot commend him to you enough as a man of God. Uh, and that's how our staff feels as well. So it was really good to get to see that. And even in his interview, as we were asking him questions, one of the things that gets me most excited is honestly, and this is an odd thing to be excited about, I think, but it's his humility. Uh, and yeah, 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 for humility, that's right. Because what humility enables you to do is to meet all the challenges that are gonna come at you with grace like Jesus would. Because there's like, there's thousands of things that can go wrong in the future, tomorrow. Like, we're called to actually not worry about tomorrow by Jesus. And that's amazing. So we look to the future. It's like Joe uh, really embodies that humility to be able to walk out. Every, I mean, even in the questions we were asking him, things he wasn't sure if he said so. And we got to talk through that. And 
even hearing his vision for the church. I'll let him share more about that, but just his vision for how he wants to lead just got me excited to see, man, what, what, what God has for this church and what he's doing. So as a staff, uh, we all came back with just not glowing reviews. You're not a movie, Joe, but really it was like glowing reviews of coming back. We each wrote up our thoughts and feelings and gave it to the overseers and just felt overwhelming confidence, peace and excitement, support for Joe and, uh, and his leadership in this role and Amy as, as, as uh, they, they, they're a package deal. So, and that's just so wonderful. Last thing I'll say is all the things I've said, like, um, can't, can't commend them. I, I almost got it. I almost got through it. Can't commend them enough to you. Uh, and it's not just, that's not just out of a professional bent. Like, that's something odd about being a pastor is like, there's this professional side of things, but it's also like, you're, you know, this is, this is my life. You know, it's like my job is also all tied up with, with my relationship with Jesus and my love for God. And so with Joe, I don't just, that's not just on a professional level. Like Joe is that man personally as well. Dang it. <laughs> I almost had it, but so thankful for them. And honestly, just so uh, excited and encouraged to see what God has for us. And so thankful at the same time for all that you've done over the last decade. So I think I'm over, but there you go. That's great. Thank you, Donnie. I want to have Amy, this is Amy Vanta. She's going to share with us about the Overseer interview. All right. So um, I feel like I'm going to just end up repeating in multiple different words what was already said. And so, um, yeah, when Zach and, uh, and Tina shared just what they were praying through and what God has been speaking about with the transition, it was like one of those things where it was like, oh, my gosh, my heart. And then also just like this, um, just a excitement for this next season that you guys are about to step into and also just like a holy anticipation for you guys. And so what I will say is like holy anticipation is like a word that just kept coming to mind for me was, okay, a holy anticipation for what God is doing in your lives in this next season and also a holy anticipation for this next season for Antioch Dallas. And so... Uh, as an overseer team, we received all of the feedback from the staff, and um, just in reading through the feedback, it was like, man, like it, it just confirms a lot of what was already on our hearts of just peace of who the Paulinos are and who we know that they, they are, and just walking with them for um, um, multiple years, and um, and so we stepped into it just like feeling a lot of peace and a lot of just like, okay, Jesus. Okay, let's, um, here are some questions that we're going to ask, hard questions, and also just like um, heart questions, hard and heart questions. Um, but yeah, what I would say is that, uh, again, affirming just like what has already been said about the Paulinos is that you guys are people who are just so full of just love and faithfulness and hope and joy, the fruit of Holy Spirit, of course, and um and that was something that was just so reaffirmed as we were speaking with you, um, both of them together. They are just such a powerhouse, a dynamic duo in just the way that they are partnered together and partnered with Holy Spirit and so have Jesus in the rightful spot. And that was something that just kept coming to mind was just like, man, like Jesus is so highlighted in who they are and who they, um, in, in just like in the way that they um just the way that they were answering the questions, it was like Jesus. 
um, and you could see it so clearly. And so uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago, just about random stuff, and she was just like, used the phrase like, what, uh, what does their fruit basket look like? And it wasn't about you guys, but it was just in general. And so I just would say that for you guys, your fruit basket is overflowing. It is overflowing with just fresh fruit too. It's, it's not like you can have fruit and it can be rotten, um, but your fruit basket is so fresh. It's like you guys are receiving from the Lord and it's so fresh because you're giving it out. Like you're taking the fruit that is in your basket and you're giving it out to people. And so it's like the Lord is just constantly refreshing the fruit that's in your basket because of your stewardship and your faithfulness. And that's another word that comes to mind. I think it's like really, um, like it's it's great that like you were our stewardship pastor because like that's something that is such a mark on your lives is your stewardship. It's your stewardship of relationship, um, which is so clear how you guys invest in relationship is ones where you're like, you know people and you see their heart and you are like, like just your shepherd heart is so, um, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's something that our church is so blessed to have. And then your stewardship in your time, your stewardship in your uh, in your your finances, your stewardship in how you pour into Antioch Dallas. So uh, that was just something again that also just stood out to us as well and stood out to me. Um, so yeah, we walked away from the uh, the interview just feeling just a lot of peace and confidence, and um, and then also, okay, Jesus, what does this look like to submit this to the next step? And um, and so that's something that we felt really peaceful about, and I will let you take it away from there. Thank you very much, Amy. Um, well, I'm going to have Joe and Amy, if you guys could make your way up as well. They're going to share a little bit with us. Um, but just so you all know, this is where we are right now, Okay. All of those stages have happened. Everyone has been a green light so far. We met with serve team lead, um, team leaders, life group leaders about two weeks ago on a Sunday night, and we shared this very same thing with them. And we asked them to join in with us in praying and and really sharing what they hear from the Lord and sharing their feedback with us. Um, And so we're going to ask the same thing as you guys. So as you hear Joe and Amy today, um, and as you go back home and you talk, we're going to ask that you guys pray. You join us in seeking the Lord's will for what's next in this church and that you share that feedback with us. So I'll share more about that in a second, but I'm going to let you two share about your vision and why you agreed to step into this. Awesome. Thank you guys. Um, Wow. Um, This is my wife, Amy, if we don't know you, and this is Bo, who's four months old. And um, well, we are just very humbled and honored uh, by all of this, really. So about in September is when we found out the news that the Daniels felt like there was a call to, um, to a new chapter for them. And as they shared the news, the news with us, I was so sad, but I also um, just want to honor you guys. It was so in line with who I've known you guys to be. Uh, from when you were in college ministry in Waco to then going to North Africa to serve Jesus to then coming back to Dallas and not having uh, a uh, full idea of what that would look like, but you knew that the Lord was calling you. And then now into this next chapter, just every time that I've seen you guys walk out um, in following Jesus, it reminds me of the passage in Matthew 7, uh, where it says, uh, he who, um, he who, I have it right here. I'll just go ahead and read it. 
So Matthew 7, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus's words, and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And Zach and Tina, y'all are not just people who hear the words of Jesus or talk about the words of Jesus, but when he says go, you also put it in the practice. And I just wanna say that you guys have done that, not just in your transitions, but all throughout your time here. And I've have a front row seat to see you guys do that. So I just wanna, I know there's gonna be more time to honor them, uh, but I just wanna give them another round of applause just to honor them for all that you guys have done. And so when you, when you guys shared the news, it was obviously like a, like a sad moment. It was like, oh, like... But at the same time, it's excitement because you guys are stepping into what God's calling you to. And you're building your house on the rock, just like this passage says. And sometimes following Jesus isn't just, um, it, it is not just believing a set of beliefs and doctrines. It is that, but it's following a person, following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So you guys are modeling that here once again for us in our church and for us. Just wanna say thank you. Um, and then when they share with us the second part of that news, which is that they were asking us to pray about entering into this process of becoming lead pastor, uh, I, I was shocked. It was not on my radar. It was not on our radar. We were very uh, surprised by that. So I was more I, like, I need a moment to think about that. But as we prayed about it, we just felt like, um, you know, our, our heart is to be here a part of this church. Uh, and if you guys are here just as guests for baptisms, I mean, we don't do this every Sunday. This is not normal. Um, but thank you guys for honoring us. I've actually been here for 10 years. And I had a job as a retirement plan consultant before that, felt God's call in the ministry. And when I first came to this church in Antioch, I was a part of that transition where Zach stepped in. I was like, well, I guess this is just what people, this is what the church does. Like there's just transitions. But I remember very clearly as I was a part-time staffer, Zach sat down as he accepted the role and he read commitments that he gave. And it was like a holy moment, commitments he gave to the Lord and to the staff. And I was just like, wow, like he's really taking this seriously. I think, I know he's gonna do a great job. I don't have any doubt, but I could see that he was going in with a lot of humility. And so for him to ask me, it was like this wave of humility kind of hit me of like, this is a, a high calling. But at the same time, I felt like God had already put on our hearts that Antioch Dallas is where he's called us to put down deep roots. And when we, when we say church family, it really is not a way to describe a biblical uh, truth about the church in a convenient way. This really is our family. This is our community. Our best friends are here. We raised our kids here. We got uh, we dated and got married here. And so this is like where we feel called to. And so whatever that looked like for me, I was like, we feel called here. And if it's in a different role, um, then we just feel really honored to be able to do that. And the passage that came to mind, I wanted to share with you guys, and then I'll let Amy share, uh, is from Ephesians 4. And just to reiterate what Matt said to lead this, said our, our, our leader of the church is not changing. Jesus is the head of the church and he's the cornerstone. He's gonna build the church. And, and this passage hits on that. It says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all, who is over all and through all in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So I just love that picture of Jesus being the head of the body and he's the Lord, he's who we're following and that we're all given each of us, you 
and me are given grace to be a part of that body. And if you call Antioch Dallas Church home, what I'm most excited about is seeing us each walk out in that grace that we have together unified so that Jesus is lifted up and so that others come to know him. And I just have, we just have such an amazing team with Donnie and Marshall and Macy, uh, Danielle and Rachel and Noah um, and uh, uh, Mark Ziegler and just this amazing team that we're just so honored to get to work with. And so we're really um, full of peace and excitement for what's ahead uh, in, in the days to come. And so I'll let my wife share a little bit. I joked with the overseers during our interview. I said, I know that you're just asking me to get her in the package. And they didn't really laugh when I said that. So it was just confirmation. Like I know, like it, it was a wise move on their part, but I did just wanna, this is, uh, she is uh, amazing. And really uh, when they talk about the fruit of the spirit, uh, she is God's gift to me and the reason why a lot of that fruit has come out. So honey, do you want to share anything? Thank y'all. Um, it's really just all of this. It's kind of overwhelming and a joy and just so many emotions all wrapped in one today. Um, but I do, while we're going to have time to celebrate Zach and Tina and honor them, it's just, I can't help but stop to honor them and just to say when they asked us to pray and consider these things, what really came to mind for our church is that what they, whoever, whoever gets this role, what they're inheriting is this beautiful, this beautifully tended garden. And what Zach and Tina have done over 10 years is to sow and to invest and to give and to sacrifice. And so much of it goes unseen or unknown. And we have a closer view as family and co-staff members and all of that. But I just want to say before y'all to publicly honor them and to say this is who they've been this whole time through really low and hard moments and through joyful seasons is ones who in the secret place have sowed and invested and we have the joy of an inheriting this beautifully tended garden that is our church body and what we get to see today and we're just so thankful um, to both of y'all and really just thinking about each of you overseers who have invested and given so faithfully that Joe and I have this privilege of stepping into this process that's been tended and and handled with such care and love and consideration. And so I just want to honor all of y'all before our church and say thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. And um the last thing I'll say, just as Joan, I know everyone's like getting the, the sleepy look, but I'll close with this just in saying as Joe and I were seeking the Lord about um, this role and uh, whether to say yes to the process, we were able to get away and have some time together to pray. And as we did that, I feel like the Lord gave me a picture of us standing on stage just like this and as we're praying and just weighing, you know, feeling the weight of this is not a light decision because these are the people of God and there's weight behind leading the people of God that's good and right, but it's, you know, it's a lot. And so we just were praying and I saw a picture of us standing on the stage just like this and, um, we were sharing in everyone's eyes on us, <laughs> just like this. And I looked 
I looked up and the presence of God was above us. And I just, in the moment, said, behold, the king is here. And just this moment of this, maybe we may be changing hands in leadership, but the king is the leader in this place. And he's who we honor. He is who we glorify. So we just praise God right now and just say, you are the king in this place, God. And as we say yes to your lordship and leadership, we honor you. We say we set our eyes on you as the king, as the ruler of this house, Lord. And you have been good and gracious to us as a body. We say, Lord, would you lift our eyes to you as the author and the perfecter of our faith, as the king of this church, as the king of the church at large, we honor you today and we say you are the one worthy of praise. You are the one worthy of attention. Glory to the king. Glory to the king. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you both so much. We appreciate you. We love y'all. Um, so a couple more things. First off, parents, talking to you now, go ahead and select your best listener or rememberer and have them stay here. And then send the other one to go get your children, please, because we need to give some space to, uh, to those who are taking care of our kids for us. Uh, we won't judge those who stay and those who go. Um, additionally, guys, we're going to ask again you guys to pray and join us in this process. We're going to send out an email that summarizes all this, and it actually gives you guys the way we want you to provide feedback back to us and share any words that you have. So look out for an email, um, and if you're not signed up for a newsletter, this is a great excuse to go sign up for it, so that way you can get uh, the follow-up from this. Uh, we will be on January 8th giving the whole church an update on where we stand on this process. And then the following Sunday, January 15th, if it is to be the Polinos, um, that's when we will have an installation service for them. We will pray over them. We will bless them um, and install them as new lead pastors. So that's kind of the timeline from where we go from here. Band, if you guys would go ahead and start walking up for me. Um, we'll, we're going to close with a worship song in just a moment, guys. Um, but I think that Amy's prayer was very fitting. Um, we are not changing leaders. I opened with that. I'm going to close with that as well. But Jesus is the head of this church, and this church is built on his foundation. And so we're going to sing a song today. We're just going to worship and remind ourselves what we build our lives on, what we built this church on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And these two have been faithful stewards, um, and we're believing and, and hoping that these two will be faithful stewards in the future. But we are all stewards, right? We're stewards of what the Lord has provided. So if you join me in prayer, um, we're going to get started in worship in just a moment. And you guys can go ahead and stand as we start to pray as well. And overseers, prayer team, you guys feel free to walk up, and uh, they will be available at the front for those who wish for prayer. Um, but Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We just thank you for your leadership of our body, God, and that you have provided a place where we can come to know you through each other, through relationship, and that we can grow as a family and a body, God. And we thank you for this chapter that we've had for the last 10 years, and we thank you for the chapter that's coming. And we love you. We lift you up, and we pray that as we go into this time of worship that you would connect with each one of us, God, and help us to meet with you Help us to be healed by you, God, and help us to just experience the joy that comes from relationship with you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.